Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. What is up, everybody? This is Liam Murphy back with the one, the only, Davis Maddock. Give me one second here. I'm just posting about the drafters today. Davis, how are you doing, my friend? Well, you know, I've been better. Fucking basement flooded last night. So if you guys hear any uh, background noise of the uh, the dehumidifier running, that's why. Uh, we're, we're, yeah, I mean, honestly, it wasn't that bad, but... Uh, when you're when you're getting married in a couple weeks, you do not want to be dealing with a basement flood. That uh, sucks, man. I'm really sorry that happened. Yeah, you're you're in uh, the St. Louis area, and they're getting really torrential rain, right? Dude, it was. I have never I have never seen anything like this. I had to drive to a meeting, like as it was coming down, and I'm seeing like trash cans floating down the road. You know, just smoking trash cans on the road like stuff from people's front yards, you know, like front yard decorations floating down. It was, it was gnarly. I've never seen anything like it. Um, that is rough. That, that reminds me one time I went to Guatemala in high school and we got caught in a rain, in a rainstorm, like on our way from some really small town to like the only airport. And there were literally boulders going by our van. Um, and then like we got to a certain point and like the whole bridge had just washed out. And I was like, like, you know, mere like a couple hours before we got there. I was like, God damn. We got Siege in the chat. He's gonna be on next week. What's going on, Siege? Um Yes. In- insane, dude. That um that sucks. I'm really sorry. You got the fan on now. Is it is it clearing up? Is the rain supposed to be done, or are you guys still in the middle of this thing? Apparently, apparently it's it's done raining. It's sunny out. Um Apparently it might rain again a little bit on Sunday, so we'll see if it is as bad. But uh, I got it. I got it all sorted out here now. Nothing. Nothing's on the ground. But my my office section is going to remain uh, at at risk, basically. Um. Well, happy you guys sorted out, guys. We have six out of twelve for the drafters. So if you want to draft with us, now is the time to get in there. We will review some of the drafts after the stream. Um. In the meantime, let's talk about some training camp news and uh, breaking news. 
DK salaries for week one have dropped. Um, when are you going to first peek at those salaries? Are you someone who likes to get your little D-Gen tingles early? At least take a little peek or are you wait in until uh, it actually matters? I mean, I'll, I'll probably peek. I saw that Mahomes was only 7,700 and Smith-Schuster was in the 5,000s. So I already have my week one team built for the spy <laughs> pretty much. Um, but yeah, I'm not, I, dude, I got too much going on. I got like, you know, many, you have any niche sport DFS slates are in between now and week one. Like I gotta, I gotta leave space in my room for like European women's soccer. Like I, I just don't, I don't have the brain capacity for it. Yeah. You're, I mean, I, I heard you on another pod and like your diamond status or, or something like that. Right. I, I was surprised you were grinding, uh, the volume two more guys to fill two more to fill but but i heard what you said like you're like farming crowns so you're get you're yes you're yeah, i'm not i'm not, i'm not a i'm not a high roller right there are there are thousands of people with a bigger DraftKings account balance than me but i i farm the crowns i farm the achievements i do all my missions like uh and which is honestly uh you know soccer dave said this on the swole cast he's like his 1099 on FanDuel is always better but the DK user experience is just a better gamified, which is true for me. I, I historically have done better on FanDuel, but I don't even have any money on there right now. Um, all right, guys, it has filled. Um, the, we respect grinders on this channel, so that uh, we like to hear that. Let's check out our roster positions. I pulled the 103. That is nice. I always and get the shittiest picks. Davis pulled the 109. Um Guys, if you are listening to this and you're not subscribed to Davis's pod, make sure you do that. He always has a bunch of great guests on. I listen to that whenever a new episode drops. And if you're listening to the audio, come check out the uh, the video. Come see Davis and I's beautiful mugs on this lovely Friday morning. Um, looks like we have mostly grinders in the chat. Some got some names I'm familiar with, but also some um, some new players. So happy to see that. I did the uh, I did the math yesterday of how many drafts a day I need to do if I'm going to fill the five dollar DK best ball, the drafters and BBM three, and it was I was surprised because like I feel like I've done a lot of drafts and I have, but it, I need to average five a day to yeah. fill, assuming uh, there's forty there's forty days left now. Um, yeah, I think you- I think you're gonna learn the hard way from talking shit on slow drafts, buddy. <laughs> no, I mean, look, I will do a slow draft if I have to, like if it's the last week and I need to just volume throw them in there. But honestly, the slow drafts aren't too bad then. You know, like they, they really take the clock down from eight hours. For me, it's just like it's bad for my EV to be in slow drafts. Was like, you know, I'm falling. I take a nap. I just don't get up. I'm in a different time zone that doesn't play well with the slow drafts. And next thing I know, I'm getting autoed, autoed players left and right. And I just like to – like to be in there, rip the draft, be done, go about my day. Um, and I want people to make mistakes in the fast drafts. Like the people who are trying to grind injury news, come on. Like the people who are like, oh, I need to, I need to milk all eight hours of my clock. In case this they- only, this only, so this only makes sense. I tweeted about this. This only makes sense if you are only on one site or you are only a slow drafter. But if you are someone like you or I who just wants to get in as many entries as possible, it behooves you to just select whenever you're on the clock, right? To just get it done as soon as possible. Um, 
what are your plans for best ball? Are you are which ones are you playing to max? And I mean, obviously, you reserve the right to change your opinion if there's going to be overlay. Um, are you are you feeling like are you going to sit down and crunch the numbers and be like, I need to get this down, or are you just going to fill as you see fit? The only one that I'm going to max is going to be best ball mania three. Um, I'm going to get as many as possible as I can into this uh, puppy that they're going to launch on August 1st. That, oh, yeah, is, uh, that is a million dollar prize pool. Like I will, I will probably try and do like 10 of those a day, um, slow and fast. Like I'm just going to try and get in as many of those as possible. And I'm in, a, I'm in a bunch of slows right now. So I'm in like six slows on DraftKings right now. I'm in, I'm actually in four slows here on drafters, which is, you know, it's just like, I don't know, accumulating EV in the background is kind of how I think of it. I'm in a bunch of slows, but only for sites that, like, the high stakes that only slows are filling. So, like, I'm in the the high stakes DK slows, and I'm in some FFBC main event slows. And let's remember for our audio listeners to mention our picks every couple couple. Yes. Uh, so, uh, you, took, you took Cooper Cup at three. I'm going to do the same thing I did last time, and I'm going to take Dalvin Cook at nine over... Derrick Henry and over Travis Kelsey. I, I was looking at um, my overall exposures yesterday, and I am just uh, levered the fuck up on Travis Kelsey. I just, because I just pretty much, once Eckler's gone, I pretty much just take him. Yeah. But across like three sites and all these different contests, I have like 25% Travis Kelsey, which seems heavy. I feel like for Hall of Fame, fame type players that don't play the running back position, it's almost sharp to just draft them until they're actually done, right? Like just giving them the benefit of the doubt that sure the doubt that like they're not going to slow down. They like you know the fish are going to want to stop fading these players as soon as possible, as soon as they get a little bit older. And like you know, it's not out like especially a tight end. It's not out of the question that Kelsey could have a huge year. Like you know, it at tight end when you can just box out smaller linebackers. You run up the field, you turn around, you get the ball from Patrick Mahomes. Um, yeah, Hoagie brings up a good point. Kelsey crushed in the playoffs last year. Anthony, uh, Kelsey's ADP is the same except for the FFBC where he generally goes a little bit higher. Yeah. Um, what about if it's, if it's clear that drafters is going to overlay? Are you going to try to get all that ev or are you just not gonna stress i'm gonna i'm gonna make that decision all you know the other wrench that's being thrown into this is that i get married and then i go on on a honeymoon out of the country for a week so that's pretty much prime drafting time and i'm gonna be not in the country then uh, i started this draft though very very standard boomer start well i guess maybe not the boomers wouldn't take deandre so if the boomers would take uh someone else probably but i started dalvin cook DeAndre Swift, which is, I think, a pretty good start. I think most people are coming around to Swift. Um, I don't have that much Tyreek, but there are some years where he's just going to be like absolutely fed and featured. So I want, I want to get some of him pairing him with Cup. I'm going zero RB. Not much of the other draft drafter. No one else in the draft has started two wide receivers. So a little nice to get different. Um, let's talk about some camp news. Any camp news you think is actionable to date? You know, our king, Taysom Hill, we saw that he took a shot in the ribs, um, but I'm not too worried about that. How? Any camp news? That I mean, you biggest biggest camp news 
uh, I mean, for, for me, in terms of how I'm drafting, the biggest thing was that Taysom, I mean, Nick Underhill confirmed it. He's still taking quarterback snaps, right? Like that's still going to be a part of their offense. That one was pretty big. And I had been drafting Kenyon Drake early. And then they were, there was that reporting on his ankle injury that it was going to be bad, but he's not, on, he's not on the pup list. And he is, uh, according to the report yesterday, going to be a significant part of their offense. So I'm back in on drafting Kenyon Drake. That was, uh, that was a mean, and, and Ramondre. This is such a hard part. Let's, let's get to that in the quick. I'm on the clock. This is such a hard part in the draft for me because it's like someone is going to emerge here. Like Keenan, you know, he's getting a little older. Otherwise, I would really love him. Um, I like him on PPR, obviously. Pittman just feels wrong that he's like so close to AJ Brown, um, you know, and Tyreek. Um, same thing with like the other wide receivers. Kamara, I considered as well. I, I would have taken him, but. You know, they could throw to wide receivers more. Who are you typically taking at the top of the third there? I'm, I'm back in on on taking Kamara. Just I think like every day he's not suspended makes it seem more likely that he's not suspended. And if like just, you know, do the thought experiment. What happens if tomorrow the NFL says Alvin Kamara will not be facing a suspension? He's like a first round pick, right? I think he goes... If tomorrow there's no suspension, I think he would go in this this range right here, like where he took Cook, and I think he would be overdrafted at that cost for me. Um, like I, I and I've been taking plenty of him in this as he as he falls here. Um, and there's a yeah, there is news. Hoagie points this out as well that eight one there's a court day for him, so we should maybe get something there. But also, I I think it's likely like we don't get an answer until. We're just gonna have to hope he doesn't get the suspension if we're taking him. Yeah, but we uh, should be we should be taking advantage of that uncertainty, right? Always, always, yes. Um, but you know, whatever. Taking zero RB, getting Keenan attached to Herbert, not too bad. Um, some of the other camp news you mentioned, um, Ramondre. I think that's pretty pretty big news. What did you say before that? I wanted I wanted to highlight that. Kenyon Drake. Oh, yeah, Kenyon Drake. I read that little blurb, too, and it was, like, really bullet. I don't have any Drake, I think, um, and I definitely want to change that because it was, it was like, hey, he had, like, an ankle injury last year. He is back. Um, you know, like, that's that sounds like someone we want to be getting some shares of. Yeah, that sounded that sounded super bullish to me. Um, Nate, Nate asking, is zero RB viable in a cumulative scoring format? Personally, I think zero RB is better for a playoff format. And obviously I think it's way better in a managed format. But again, if you are, if you're drafting the right players, uh, you know, if you, if you hit on this year's James Conner, Leonard Fournette and Eli Mitchell, and you have seven stud wide receivers, uh, that's probably all going to feel pretty good. Yeah, Nate, I think I agree with Davis. I think zero RB is definitely viable. It's it's much easier to see the path when you start two RB or one RB. Um, but Davis is exactly right. Like if Fournette, Connor, those type of players exist in today's draft landscape and you have them with the with the elite wide receivers, you should be, in theory, the only one who can win. And I think you have to do it tastefully. Like don't start with you know, six wide receivers and end up with 10, you know? Um, let's see what other camp news here. Yeah, guys, there's some long questions. Can't uh, read all those so quick. 
Um, how about how about some uh, local Chiefs reports? You know, not local to you, but that's your squad. How you feel? Like I saw Juju's getting hyped. MBS is getting hyped. Sky Moore is getting hyped. They're, um, they're all they're all going to get hyped, right? Because I, I, you know, if you kind of think about it. Uh, like obviously it makes sense that these dudes are going to look amazing in training camp when Patrick Mahomes is the one throwing them the ball. Right. Like, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm the only, the only stuff I'm really interested in as far as chiefs training camp right now is who is playing in what situation. Like is McKinnon getting goal line snaps is wrote like what's Rojo. Does Rojo look good? Does Rojo look bad? Is Rojo missing pass blocks in camp? Does Rojo understand the playbook? Is Clyde Edwards Hilaire healthy? You know, like I, 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 honest to God, I, I need to hear a best shape of his life story about about Clyde edwards <laughs> Um Yeah, I was listening to you and Pat the other day. I don't think I finished the pod quite there. Uh, real quick, I took Acres and Davis got Marquise Brown and Waller on his team. Um, I was listening to your pod, your pod, and you guys were talking about. Uh, you mentioned CEH being a potential league winner, and I was like, "Oh God, please, 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 no!" For my bad. I mean, I'm, I'm not even I'm not even really drafting him that heavy. But if he has, like, the the thing about a league winner for him is a league winner at his cost can just be like what Josh Jacobs did last season, which was like a super boring, no one even remember drafting him season. But like, he's going like you're getting him in the eighth, ninth round right now. You yeah. know. And it's, it's, to me, it's like, I don't like four. I just think that Mahomes and Allen are unique where, I mean, I guess we have seen league winning running backs from the chiefs. Like, um, I mean, how about if you picked up Damian Williams in 2019? Exactly. But like, is CH going to punch in? Like, what is his, how does he get there? Like, is it with a bunch of pass catching is it Catch, with, catches catches 60 passes and scores 11 times yeah it's still it's the scoring the 11 times that like i need i need to see that um but i uh i took acres and herbert which i don't it's not my favorite thing in, in the love world that, i love it, that week 17 correlation buddy oh brother yeah you know in some ways week 17 is much sweeter for drafters i tweeted this out the other day because like to me giving someone the leash of being in first getting that optimism and then me running them down with a week 17 game stack out of nowhere, like, oh brother, that is that is euphoria right there. Um yeah. let's see where Davis goes. He's on the clock. I took grab- I, I took Kyler to stack with Hollywood Brown, which was my plan. Um, and then I'll just take whatever wide receiver is available when it comes back around. I also would have liked to have set up Bateman and Lamar, but Lamar went at pick 53. I'm I'm trying to get a lot of fifth round Lamar Jackson right now. I just, I feel like, honestly, I feel, yeah, close, close your ears. I, I feel like the Herbert and Allen drafters are going to have pretty bad advance rates this year uh, because I think Lamar and Mahomes have, are better than them for fantasy. For, um... for, cost, for cost. I think third round Josh Allen versus fifth round Lamar. I, I want the Lamar every time pretty much. For playoff sites, that, is like that's part of the bull case for Josh Allen. Um, like yes. fourth, right? Like so, BBM so you're three. you're totally right in BBM three. Like no, jo- I would say Allen probably has the single highest. Well, I don't know. I think Lamar has a higher single game ceiling than Josh Allen. Actually, I mean, I I'm feeling like what you're t- saying is like also how I feel about like Kyler. Like 
you know. No, you know, I love. Yeah, I just think the the fifth round quarterbacks are better than Herbert and Allen to me personally. Yeah, I I mean I would never have taken Herbert here if I didn't have Keenan. I would have taken Lamar. Um, I like you know I just like the rushing guys better. But Foresight like BBM three, you know like I want my quarterback to be a low advance rate guy if I can get him to the playoffs, and I have like the ego and the. It, yeah, say, this is this is your this is in my opinion your your most indefensible take. No, I no you want low owned players in the playoffs, right? So, and also I, I, I think your I think your brain has gone too galaxy. Uh, it, I think that I think that I get what you're saying. So, like from a game theory perspective, I totally get what you're saying, right? If you offered me four percent of teams in the final have Josh Allen versus twenty percent of the teams have Mahomes in the final. I would, I sure, of course, but I, I think that is not seeing the forest for the trees. I think you're really looking at the, the really interesting Josh Allen tree. That's got that just, you just want to keep staring at it, but you're missing the forest of, uh, if you just had taken a bunch more Mahomes, you're going to have way more opportunities to have teams in the final. Like if you like, I'll, I'll, I'll offer it to you like this. If you could have, one team in the final, and it was the most unique team in the final, however you want to define that, right? Like overlapping players, low advanced players, whatever, or 20 teams in the final, and or, or let's make it more realistic, 10 teams in the final featuring much more common players with just like little textural differences. Which one are you taking? I mean, get, let me make my pick real quick here. Because sure. um, I think, I don't think the question is like the most actionable thing in the world um with me being on the clock here man i don't like either of these guys could do it i think oh man gibson's got some bad news too let's grab mt he's back practicing screw it um i mean if we're like the way ownership in the in the finals like I was talking playoffs. You were talking finals. The way the ownership in the finals is going to work out, anyways, is whatever play. Like, even if Josh Allen is four percent owned in the in the uh, for playoff advancement, sure. If he if he's the guy, like if he puts two forty point weeks, he'll be eighty percent owned in the finals. Um, so it's not strictly a finals thing, but it's also easy to say in a vacuum. Like, hey, I like third round. I like the the skill position player, but if you actually look at it. Um, now, then Kirk went, would have liked him. Ayuk going high in this draft. Um, I guess I'm just going to take the running back that's available in Josh Jacobs and fade the whatever. If he's a running back by committee, he still did some passes last year. Um, but if, like, now, the way the draft market settled on drafters now, it it's... Like, I do think there's a noticeable tier gap with Thielen and Emore, but you used to be able to do, like, Allen and then, like, Gabe Davis and Juju, which, like, back then, I didn't think it was that different than, you know, someone taking Lamar and Mike Williams versus, like, Allen, Davis, and, um, you know, uh, Juju. At this point in the market, Allen's gotten cheaper. The other quarterbacks have pretty much remained. And to be clear, like, I have a ton of Murray and Lamar Herbert's the guy I have the least of just because I don't have as much. Yeah. I, I, I do not take Herbert very often, pretty much exclusively when I start Eckler or actually more when I start cup 
and then one of the Chargers wide receivers. Like, I want more Herbert, too. Um, I also, this year, have, like, a bunch of cheap guys that are just, like, ugly because I'm not doing as much double elite quarterback um, anywhere. You got Godwin. I really like that. That's actionable news we need to talk about. I think I we're really, out on... I don't really know what to do here. Can get gross, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a gross player. I'm gonna take a gross player and and yeah, back up something I've been talking about, which is, you know, last year we were so certain that Antonio Gibson was gonna be a three down back for Washington, and he wasn't. And this year the market is saying we're a hundred percent certain Antonio Gibson is not gonna be the third down back. He's really still the same player. I mean, he he got injured last year, but he had a couple games where he just stone cold smashed and looked amazing, right? A couple, couple, you know, 50 yard plus touchdowns. And like my thesis on him is the same, which is like, he's just this phenomenal player. So I, I do want to get some exposure to him. Yeah. And it, it also uh, like something I've talked about a lot is not completely abandoning our priors where right. a bunch of sharp people got burned by Gibson because let's, let's face it. Like Pat Corain, our friend wrote a really sharp article was in on him. I think a lot of people were like, I think Pat is a big reason, part of the reason at least, like a sharp crowd was in on Gibson. And the bull case is still there for him. Like, um, you know, we just saw Wentz offense produce uh, JT, not saying Gibson can do that. But yeah, like if if I wasn't taking Jacobs, I was going to take Gibson there. And um, there are still some people out there who like some Gibson, but I, I think it's like, the way fantasy football works year over year is when we get burned by a player, we inherently don't want to draft that player usually again. Um, now you are in, into Max Payne, so it seems like you're just going to be. Yeah, I, I, I sort of, I sort of do the opposite. Like, like when guys I, I like burn me, I just keep taking them. I well, ride, yeah, I, mean, I ride it to zero pretty much. I mean, you got to when they're like much cheaper than they have in the past. You know, like I think it's a, I think it's a leak in a lot of our games to let our bias of being burned in the past really like make our decisions. Um, other camp news that you have been like, let's also talk about like you know I love Isaiah McKenzie. I think there's some seasons where he absolutely smashes, but hundred percent, yeah. But there are, you know, like, I don't think pads have been on too much. Like, these smaller type players, we should expect to be lighting up, uh, you know, like, padless practices. You know, like, Isaiah McKenzie is incredibly twitchy. He weighs 164 pounds, apparently. That is uh, not not great to be weighing that small. But, you know, Cole Beasley weighed 174. So it's not like he was some weight king. Yeah. Um, People are getting back out on gauge. I'm debating buying that dip. No, I I literally will not do the show with you if you're buying if you're if you're buying the Russell Gage dip. Like well, I'm I, have, I mean, I'm going to take him here because it's just a bit of a tear break. Like I, I mean, I would, I I will, I think all the like the last next five wide receivers behind him are better. You like Claypool Woods? Like I like. I, I literally, actually, all of those guys, I would take every guy you're seeing on the screen. Claypool, Woods, Sky, Wilson, Tyler Boyd, Rondell Moore, Kenny Galladay, Tim Patrick. I would take all of them over him. Well, it lets me hedge against your team with Godwin. Um, Gage should, at worst, be an early season you know, stud. Gage, Gage could be their wide receiver five by kickoff in week one. 
We just, I mean, reports have, uh, Todd Bowles shouted him out by name today. Had a great practice. Um, we just saw Brady. He also said Kyle Rudolph is going to, is going to do most of Gronk's work. (laughs) We also saw, um, Tom Brady just support five pass catchers or whatever. Do you, do you want to, do you want, uh, Russell Gage's stat line the last time he played on a team with Julio Jones? Are you curious? Hit it with. I mean, that is not fair, but hit it with me. What year was this? This was in 2020. Calvin Ridley, Russell Gage, Hayden Hurst, Julio Jones. This was the year Todd Gurley was on Atlanta. Russell Gage played. So are you someone who wants to take Julio in the 10th? No. I will be taking Chris Godwin now. Yeah, I mean, look. You can get Mike Evans. Like, dude, I'm, I'm just doing Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. I have one of the highest bags on Godwin, probably of anyone, um, because I never stopped taking him on any site. And, uh, you yeah. know, I, that was when I just followed the price down. I was like, okay, give me more Godwin. Um, by the way, I talked about this with Pat yesterday, but real quick detour. I really think out of the rounds nine and 10, there's going to be some incredible league winners to emerge. And whether uh, yeah. that, that, yeah, that you, really separates, like a bunch I mean, of these all running backs. The, all the it. running backs that go there, are have like huge ceilings. Yeah, Ramondre, James Cook, Penny, uh, Damian Harris, Devin Singletary, Rashad, uh, Patterson, Rashad Penny, Cream Hunt. You know, like, and like so. Yeah, I, I really generally I want to be taking running backs in these rounds. Um, but the there's some that it's also like the tail end of a wide receiver tier break where you can still get like Sky Moore, Traylon Burks, sometimes Robert Robert Woods. You know, like I'll, I'll give people that. Um, so that's how I think about those rounds. I went with Gage and James Cook, and you went with... I took I took a better player than Russell Gage <laughs> 10 picks after I took Rondell Moore. Better player, but much worse coach um, that, you Are, know, like... Really? I don't... What, what, is, it, what has Byron Leftwich ever done, you know? He's not Cliff... Cliff... Cliff actually is like not a good real life coach, but theoretically he should be a great coach for what Rondell does well at. And could be, but what was last year like? Well, they don't have anyone to play the slot now. They had to play Kirk in the slot last year. They have no Rondell Moore is the only slot wide receiver on the roster now. Yeah, it's not a ding to Moore that he's worse than Kirk because I think Kirk is actually good at football. Um, I do, I do too. I think the I think the slander on Christian Kirk went way too far. Yes, Cliff is very fake sharp. Great, great point. Uh, let me see if I can get to some of these questions. Opinion on handcuffs and drafters with two extra roster spots. I've talked about this plenty, but I think handcuffs are unquestionably worse on drafters because I, part of the- I, I am just team handcuff in every format. I, I am I'm willing to be proven wrong about this, but if the cost is cheap, now obviously never doing Zeke and Tony Pollard, never doing Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon, but Christian McCaffrey and Dodd Foreman. Joe Mixon, Chris Evans, like I, these are situations I am comfortable with. To me, part of the bull case of handcuffing for the playoff formats is playoff is, uniqueness. Is you get yeah, you get CMC in his backup. Uh, CMC gets hurt, you're able to advance a low owned CMC to the finals. That doesn't exist exist for drafters where you just want to be having shots at different guys going down. In my opinion, but I agree if cost is appropriate, I'll do it. For example, like. I've done uh, both the Titans backups uh, on one team in like the 19th and 20th round. I've done that with like James Connors backups, taking two of those guys and being like, like places I'm not convinced there would be a clear 
um, dude emerge if someone goes down and is a high value spot. Yeah, someone says Rojo and Ceh um, and McKinnon. I think that's that's. Fine. I think I think Rojo and McKinnon is fine. I think Ch and Rojo is too expensive. That is, that's, you're 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 giving up premium assets where both of those guys go. But I think I think Ch and McKinnon, uh, Rojo and McKinnon. I think both of those are fine. I think because there's three players there, I I agree with you. Um, if there were only two players there, like for example, last year with the Bills backfield, I yes. had a couple Singletary and Moss lineups, even though it was like two round nine, 10 picks, just being like, okay, I'm going to lock it up. Um, yeah, I'll take a falling Ertz. It, he, again, is hedging against uh, or leveraging against Davis's team where it's like, if it's not more, hopefully it's Ertz. And, well, I also uh, have Marquise Brown, so you're double, you're double, you're double leveraging me with the 35-year-old. Yeah, yeah. I'm dominating, yeah. I'm dominating you in this draft, Liam. Uh, this I really the, like my draft, man. I this like is my the, draft. This is the first time I've done a good draft that since I'm with you and I together. Might normally I'm bad. We'll have the uh, we'll have the chat vote at the end, and we'll we'll post it on Twitter for some votes um, to see what the people see. You think. you lose you lose the screenshot war because you don't have an elite tight end. So my my team just object. My team just like uh, you know just looks a little bit more pretty because I have the elite tight end. Um. You didn't. You didn't let me finish dunking on your Russell Gage take. Go. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. I. So, by the way, I just panicked. Took Hines there. It's whatever. We're getting. We're getting running backs that are, that are going to give me points. In 2020, Julio Jones played nine games. Russell Gage played 16. Russell Gage got 109 targets and 786 yards. Julio Jones got 68 targets and 14 fewer yards, 771. Gage scored four times in. 16 games. That was two fewer than Hayden Hurst, who's one of the most useless players in football. Julio Jones scored three times in nine games. Um, he was out yard per targeted by over double by Julio Jones. In fact, Olamide Zacchaeus had a higher yards per target than Russell Gage. Russell Gage is a very average football player. How many 20-point-plus games do you think he has the potential to have this year? Two and a half is what I'd set the line at, maybe. Comfortably over four. Comfortably um, over four. I, I. If Brady is Brady. Yeah, I don't know about that, man. That feels... That feels I'd take the over on three and a half. Let me say that. Take the um, over on three and a half. Yeah, I, I just I think there's almost no way. Were you in on a 34 year old Antonio Brown? Uh, shit, I can't even honestly remember. I was not. Um, yeah, I, I, I want to say I want to say I probably wasn't because not because of the age. Are we making Are we making a friendly yeah, bet here? Yeah, 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 yeah. Tw I got I got 25 bucks on under three and a half. 20 point PPR games. Yes. Correct. All right. And I'll take the over. Booked. Someone help Booked. us remember this. One I, yeah. Someone, someone, someone will tweet it. After so I ship, after I ship BBM three, my the sweetest thing is going to be to, uh, reaching out to Davis. Hey Davis, you got me on that twenty five. Yeah, you got You got to Venmo me, bro. So <laughs> I, if I remember correctly, and again, my brain is so mush. I think the reason I wasn't in on Antonio Brown didn't have anything to do with age. I mean, maybe it did. 
but it was I also didn't draft him the year before when he was on like you know early in the season when he was a Raider and everything just because I don't like Antonio Brown I think he's I thought he thought he was such a loser I think that's fine man it's okay to have biases like we're not gonna win this contest that often like I had no Tampa last year because I am I am like I am like the most biased drafter it's like it's like hilarious how much I allow myself to be I like you man I like someone that that uh drafts with their heart on the sleeve um also, like I like I just take Chiefs all the time. Like I just like it's like it's more fun for me to take Chiefs players. You took a shot at Ertz. Ertz for me is a huge tier break before the Cole Komet. Oh, I I, I agree. I agree. Tier. I agree. Uh, he's a huge tier break for me. Like he's drawn very live to get a hundred plus targets. He sh- he could like legitimately give us a like a couple fifteen point games weeks one through six before Hopkins comes back. Um. Maybe the the young tight ends emerge somewhat there, but Ertz, like after Ertz, and I and I like him way more in drafters, you know. Um, I mean, I I would say probably the the most annoying thing about Ertz on the playoff sites is that he'll probably be like he'll just be in in a retirement home by week seventeen. Like a lot yeah. of the times when the way this season plays out, like could be they just they play Trey McBride more. Could be Ertz gets injured because he's thirty five. Could be, you know, he just can't really do it anymore. Um, like they're just lot. Like he will probably have decent season long numbers, but it would not surprise me if he slows down towards the end of the year. All right, guys, I drank too much coffee. I'm running to the bathroom real quick. Davis is taking questions, and we're taking Michael Carter. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta take your picks here. So to recap the teams for everyone, my team is Kyler Murray, Derek Carr. Dalvin Cook, DeAndre Swift, Antonio Gibson, Ronald Jones. Wide receivers are Marquise Brown, Chris Godwin, Chris Alave, Rondell Moore, DJ Shark. DJ Shark's ADP is like 50 spots higher on drafters than it is on underdog. But uh, if, if we're talking, you know, hashtag uh, training camp news here, we are we are getting lots of buzz on DJ Shark and getting negative buzz on jameson williams and it looks like it looks like liam just made a selection of uh, gerald everett from the bathroom which is uh which is pretty funny and then my tight end is darren waller and uh liam's team he went uh he did go you know pretty much full zero rb here i i guess not full because he ended up taking acres and jacobs but he started with three wide receivers he has justin herbert at quarterback cam Akers, josh jacobs james cook nikeem hines michael carter uh, then his wide receivers are Cooper Cup, Tyreek Hill, Keenan Allen, Michael Thomas, and the lowly Russell Gage, Zach Ertz, and Gerald Everett. <laughs> Amateur hour by me taking too much coffee right before stream. Um, I went with Everett and Michael Carter there. Um, Everett, like I don't really view him that much differently, but when I have Herbert, I, you know, I kind of want to be be taking him there. And you know, anytime you can have a super stack for a Week 17 game in a non-playoff format, you have to do it. Um, Let's talk Liam with the bathroom tablet. Yeah. Once you win a million, you just put TVs all over your house. You know? Uh, no, I brought my phone. Um, how do you feel about Michael Carter? Like, I think there was a quote. He's going to be in a 40, 60 timeshare. Brees Hall, to me, from the few videos I've seen, has looked absolutely electric. Yeah, he's really good. Uh, right. he, was a really, he was a really good college player, like, to the point of where, like, the the team like totally restructured the way they played when they recruited him. They they had this guy Brock Purdy who started as a true freshman at Iowa State, and they were like developing their entire offensive identity around him. 
and then every year Purdy got worse and they just gave the ball to Brees Hall more. Like he he's phenomenal. I like this DJ Chark pick by you. Um, so let's it's talk way about it's way ahead of underdog ADP. He he goes forty spots after this on underdog. You but I love took him ahead Chark. of Christian Watson. Um, you took him Chris, ahead. Christian Watson is is are Christian Watson and Al Lazard the worst picks in fantasy football right now? I um, am not ready to say Alan Lazard is is not going to get there. Like if you're, I think, if, if I you're taking Alan take... Lazard, if you're taking Alan Lazard in the sixth round, pick up my head to heads on DraftKings when it comes <laughs> season time. I think it's a mistake to emerge. Like you know, obviously I liked him and had way more when he was in the hundreds, but there is a legitimate season where Rogers stubbornly just chooses Lazard. You know, like we've seen this before where. I, I think that, that. I think it uh, I think it is extremely more likely that he stubbornly chooses Randall Cobb, like extremely, extremely more likely. Yeah, I'm just not on the Cobb train. Like, if Randall Cobb is the reason why we can't draft a player, we probably need to revisit. Well, it's, it's not just process. Cobb though. It's it's Dubes, it's Rogers, it's Watson, Tunyon's back from the ACL, but Josiah Deguera and Tyler Davis are getting the snaps in training camp right now. Like. This could be one of the all-time worst teams for fantasy football where the running backs are splitting all the important work. Seven guys are earning targets on a weekly basis. They play slow. They try to win with defense, right? They spent all this money on defense this offseason and no money, no money on offense, right? Who, who did they sign on offense? No, literally no one. Literally, literally, they did not make a skilled position player signing this offseason. Uh, Sammy Watkins. Oh shit, you're right. Okay, there we go. There's one, and he's the one. I it, it the the to me Watkins. Is, I mean, and I'm very biased towards Sammy Watkins, but Watkins is the one that I'm taking because Watkins has shown flashes of being the guy worth the number one overall, like you know, the first round pick when he when the Bills took him. Um, I like you know. I think we should be taking shots at all the Green Bay guys, like. Look, yeah, I'm but not, to do the cheap ones, not the one that goes in the sixth round. Yes, yeah, so that's how. Wh wh where did he go in this draft? Uh, he went in the seventh, ahead of Tony, ahead of Burks, ahead of MBS, ahead of Hopkins. Ahead how how of, old do you think Alan Lazard is? Twenty-eight. He's he's uh, gonna turn twenty-seven this season. That's pretty young. Um, he's been in. He's he's on his second contract. Didn't Rodgers literally say he's an MVP? He was. He like, was making. He was. He was making fun of Devonte Adams. Okay. Because so, Devonte Adams, they asked. They asked Devonte Adams a question about, you know, what's it like going from Rodgers to Carr, and he said, "Oh, you know, not that different. Hall of Famer to Hall of Famer." So then the reporter asked Rodgers about going from Adams to Lazard, and he just, you know, he jokingly says, "Like, oh yeah, Hall of Famer to Hall of Famer." I have way more Alec Pierce than Campbell, so I'm going to take Campbell here. Um, and just to recap our picks, I went with Cleo uh, Herbert and Campbell, so I got a bunch of running backs. It's nice to get a pure handcuff to go with the pass catchers of Hines and Cook and Carter on my team. Um, I need a second quarterback. Davis went with George Pickens, who I like. Um, I wanted to talk to you about Hunter Henry because I have a huge Hunter Henry bag, but early buzz is and this is a guy I have absolutely zero of is Johnu Smith. The the drum beat the drum beat for Johnu is going. I, I take him a little bit. I take him a little bit. 
Um, yeah, they're I mean, paying they're paying Janu crazy money. Crazy. Like I remember, I remember talking to Rudman last year. So I after I won BBM two, uh, BBM two, early or like early in the off season, I, you know, like Rudman's a Pats fan. I'm a Bills fan. I was a random nobody, but he he was uh, talking about the Patriots, and I said that they had one of the worst, uh, you know, free agent class of all time, in my opinion, where he. Like they just overpaid for a lot of like bad to average. Rudman guy. Rudman defended that awful free agent class. Like he was like the Nelson Aguilar contract is fine. Find a new slant. Yeah, yeah, no, like so I, I was like you know hey like I I I don't know I was being I said something and he's like well I'm gonna trust the opinion of uh Tom, you know Bill Belichick over you know whatever and then after I won BBM two he was one of the few guys I retweeted and said Lamel uh a little a little shades of Davis where I'm where you know, I'm a little sad that I missed the the Davis Twitter warrior days. Like, this is a more calm down Davis. I really, I really used to go after people. Like, if someone annoyed me, I would, I would really go after. Them. I just got too much shit on my plate these days. You know, it's like I can't, uh, I can't dig up, I can't, I can't dig up your like awful takes about you know, I don't, you know, whoever. But the, I do, I do remember the the Nick Rudman just being adamant that spending like 150 million dollars. On Johnny Smith, Hunter Henry, Nelson Aguilar, and Kendrick Bourne was somehow like a good thing to do. It was like the genius, yeah, a, geni a genius thing for Bill to do. Um, fit check. I'm wearing no shoes right now. Um, let's see. You went with McKinnon. That's probably a bit above ADP, but don't mind it. Uh, you got George Pickens, who um, it really made no sense to me why the market just decided Pickens was no longer like valued like the he, Pickens is a dog bro Pickens got that dog in him him. yeah um let's see what your quarterback situation is looks like you're done I didn't see you took car do you have a oh you have Waller um so you're stacked up with two elite quarterbacks you got uh five running backs so nice oh and you took Watkins um I guess we're getting we're getting down in this that's my boy Watkins Watkins is my boy I mean I'm, I'm it's like uh you know like you, can't, Watkins, you can't get you can't get even on the Martingale if you stop betting so it's like I'm just going to be betting on Watkins and McCall Hardman until they're not in the league anymore that uh is fair to me looks like my second quarterback is going to be the plug your nose type variety um because I would do I would do three quarterbacks with with this the way this is setting up for you I'm never doing three with having an elite guy. Um, I just think from the, from the me writing the paper and studying it. Um, I just don't think that's, that's how you win. I think uh, how you win is to, I'm going to take Daryl Williams. We're going, we're going heavy at RB. I can't, I cannot bring myself to take Daryl Williams. It feels like the market is way overconfident that he is the two the two compared to Eno and Keontae Ingram, even, you know, like, it feels like they're like, I, I get him as an 18th round, 19th round, 20, you know, in the 20 rounds, like I totally get him as a dart stab, but I, I, I don't know, like over Moster or Ingram or Evans, or even like Brian Robinson. Like, I feel like those guys, all, I'm more certain that an injury benefits them. That's fair. Uh, for me, it's like, if we are wrong and he is the clear two, I feel like his huge value is, yeah. is much higher than all those guys. And we saw him do it like several years in a row, you know, like he's, he has those games in his repertoire. Um, and I have so many pass catching guys that 
I want more of the pure handcuff variety on this team. Um, so, man, Will Fuller, what? Where are you, dog? Why are you not signed in? Uh, why are you not signed, <laughs> Green Bay? Like, uh, dude, can we get an update? Can the guy send a tweet or an Instagram post or something? Can so? Where does he live? Where's Will Fuller's house? Like, can someone just check on him and see if he's okay? I'm going to take Wentz because I think I can get cheap stacking options easier than with Davis Mills. Um, and I'm fine stopping at two with Wentz. Like, maybe, I guess, maybe Mills has more 30-point games in his repertoire, but... I mean, Wentz, Wentz runs. Wentz runs, yeah. And he And what people don't know is... If Wentz had his rushing production of like two years ago, last year, he would have had a very good season. Because last year he only had one rushing touchdown. The the um, thing the thing with Wentz is I just feel like he's always getting benched or hurt. Like I don't it's like I don't know. Like the I mean, this is the analogy I make with guys who get old. So this is what I'd say with Julio is like when the milk goes bad, how often does you know, how often does the spoiled milk become drinkable again? And my thing with Wentz is not even I guess it's not even really related to injury, it's just he stinks so bad, it feels like he's always on the verge of of being benched. I want you to guess how many touchdowns he threw last year and how many interceptions off the top of your head. I guess like twenty eight and ten, probably. He was twenty seven and seven. Only seven yeah. picks. That's pretty. He, he uh, did it, what? What were his fumbles like, though? Probably off the charts. Because that was uh, that was the the thing with um, oh, what's his name? Why, five, why am I forgetting his name? Five, With uh, Daniel Jones. He had five uh, five fumbles lost, I think is how you read this. It says eight, and so five. Yeah. Um, so that is that is a turnover per game. Yeah, only, I mean, seven picks, though. Like, I think that's way, in 27 touchdowns, I think people would have guessed the under. I mean, it's not that impressive. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look right. Wow, his sack rate was actually low. Was it? His sack rate, not low for an NFL player, but low for Carson Wentz. Well, but I think that's probably a product of the Colts old line, which we're, he's not going to get with Washington. Yeah. I mean, just um, looking at his stats last year, he's just the most like, av- but it's like, it's like one, he's like a very average player. I think at this stage in his career, he's got, he's got the tools. Like I, I'm totally like a Wentz, like has the tools guy, not even that dissimilar from like Jalen Hurts or whatever, but he just, uh, he, he does, I think like the thing with Wentz is he just doesn't execute the game plan. The coaches want him to a lot. Yeah. Um, he's like, he's not that different than a Daniel Jones though. Like people no, are no, very, very, man. very similar, very similar to Daniel Jones. Yeah. And Daniel Jones goes in the 12th and Wentz but Daniel goes. Jones has way better skill position players and people are really bullish on what Brian Dable could do to an offense. I think like, people are undervaluing the Washington skill position players, especially if Logan Thomas can uh, re reemerge healthy. Um, I Dude, think Logan Mar- Thomas, Logan Thomas moves like an end. Moves like a, you think Logan Thomas is unathletic. He used to be insanely athletic. He's 30 and he's had like 9 million, like catastrophic injuries. What's rough is he had, he didn't just have the ACL. He had like also the, the knee or something last year but logan thomas is like you look up his ras profile he is I, I i i know that 10 years ago he was but he is 
30 he's 31 years old with with not one but two multiple catastrophic knee injuries he doesn't have the wear and tear though of you know because he was like like he dude i i was touting logan thomas as a quarterback in preseason football while you were still playing chess like trust me i know all about (laughs) logan thomas and we're taking him to stack with Wentz. it's nice to get a little i really like with the cheap uh tight end darts to get them with the quarterback totally Um, that that feels good and like look to me, Logan Thomas has a much higher ceiling than some of these uh, dudes. Like, I, there are some guys I like in this range. I like Daniel Bellinger quite a bit. I'll take Dolchitz. I'll take Trey McBride. I'll take Conklin. Um, but, look, I mean, Logan Thomas two years ago, we don't we don't get those stats here. But even last year, man, you know, pretty de- pretty decent um, before he got injured for uh, for good. And uh, keep in mind, he's playing the Browns week 17. That's a, uh, some would say that's a tight end funnel. of, of That, is, that game is going to be, if that game ends up being the game you need in week 17, I will have had like the worst year in fantasy football. Like you, I would have just, I, like I will just lose. Yeah. yeah. If you need it, look, if you needed to have Carson Wentz, Deshaun Watson, David Njoku, Nick Chubb, and Terry McLaurin, uh, I, I literally, I think that's probably the group of players. I might not have one of those guys in any league, honestly. I'm pretty out on Terry at cost, but I'm in on the cheaper options. And I'll, of course, I'll take some Terry just for exposure to every elite wide receiver. I take, I take Chubb, Hunt, and Dearness Johnson all after. Well, not Dearness Johnson, but Hunt and Chubb after ADP, but never at or ahead. My tight ends when I won the Millie were Noah Fant and Mike Kosecki. Um And Noah and- Fant was the secret ingredient, bro. He really was, though. And like that, that really talks. That is why I have way more three tight end this year, purely for playoff formats, getting that low-owned leverage play. Um, I like Curtis Samuel. Uh, Jahan Dotson should be good. Um, I think, like, if we compare... Why why will Jahan Dotson be good? High draft pick, rookie, getting a lot of buzz in camp. Seems like a deep burner. Um, I'm willing to... Pretty shitty, pretty shitty first-round wide receiver profile. I mean, that's how we feel about Kadarius Tony. Like we, we. That's are, also how we feel about Philip Dorsett. Like it's like it's like that's, for every. That's, that's that's years past. I think no. The NFL for for every really, time, for every time. But okay, Jalen Rager had Jalen Rager had. It's like it's like. There are like to to just disregard the prospect profiles entirely. Like just to say he'll be good. Now is John Dotson probably a good guy to be taking if the market is wrong absolutely but i'm definitely not writing it in stone that the commanders are going to be better because they drafted john dotson well let me let me ask you this does once have better pass catchers this year i say it's unquestionably yes if we compare it i think terry is a better player than michael Pittman, even though i like Pittman this year i i think the opposite i think Pittman is Pittman is more versatile in my opinion and then I think Curtis Samuel and Jahan Dotson are way better than an aging T.Y. Hilton slash like Zach Pascal. And then I think Logan Thomas, if healthy, is much better than Moali Cox and Jack Doyle. Um, so I think his pass catchers are much, much better this year. But the team could be worse than the Colts were. Yeah. The Green Lab says flip this right into a BBM3. Uh, I can't take all Davis's time like that. It really, unless, unless you want a free equity sweat and a BBM three, I will give it to you, Davis. If you want to do that, 
to America. No, I gotta go. I gotta go take a check to my caterer right when we're done here. That is very fair. Um, the on grind, my, the grind don't stop, bro. Let's uh, Davis hitting back at me trying to leverage against my team hits Trey McBride against Ertz. Smart, smart, smart of you to try to leverage against I, me. I double, I double leverage you, bro. How do you like that? What's your other leverage that you got on me? The the McBride. The, you tried to lever me, but I re up the lever on you. Oh, 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 you clicked back. You clicked back. Yeah, I okay. clicked back. Yeah, I, 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 uh, I went, I, I re, re, re raised you. I, I yeah. went back over the top of you with King Jack off. There is nothing like the, the poker professionals hate the min raise. So when I know I'm at a table of actual professionals, I love the min raise just to, just to fuck with people. Just to um, fuck with them. Yeah, because people think, like, if you just look at me and I sit down at a poker table, I think people assume before I speak, they'll be like, oh, this guy's probably, like, ran the Sims and, you know, crunched the numbers. When I had the mustache, people would, would think I was, like, a Euro pro until I started speaking. Like, one, I remember one guy who was a professional, I, like, was chatting with him. Afterwards, he was like, dude, you should just not speak when you sit down at tables. Like, people will give you credit as a Euro pro. And I'm hashtag clicking buttons out there sometimes in poker um let's summarize these teams but before we do that talk to me about lavisca how do you feel about the recent reports on him well i feel really good uh just to know that he's not dead right like just to, to know <laughs> just to know that he is even playing with the starters and and has not been relegated to like jalen rager territory where every time the eagles talk about jalen rager it's like yeah we hope he can make the team or what you know it, it's all bad right just to even know that he is involved in the offense's plans is better than i expected i got um it was hard there with our last wide receiver pick part of me wanted to take cole beasley i do think he will sign somewhere and be fine for drafters but i don't have the type of team where i like need a like if cole beasley is back to being 10 points per game um with lavisca i like zay straight up over him but I mean, I don't know. With a much better coaching staff, like, he could do it. Um, and I think if you were in on LaVisca, you should be taking him again this year. I, I mean, nothing nothing says breakout last-round pick than a 27-year-old on his fourth team who's never had more than 500 yards in a season, you know, 11 career touchdowns on 311 career charts. Nothing says breakout like that. Who are you talking about right now? Zay Jones. Zaja, oh, uh, hey man, you, if you saw the press conference of him, he's he's running as the X. Like I, I think he. I, I think I think he will. I think he will play a lot, and he will be Jalen Guyton. He's hmm. gonna run. He's gonna run clear out routes and never be targeted. Jalen Guyton competes with Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler for targets. Uh, you know, competing against Kirk and. Marvin Jones is probably not uh and Evan Ingram and Travis Etienne. Yeah, there's there's pieces there. Let's summarize our teams for the people. I did a unique build. I got a two, seven, eight, three. My last couple picks for those uh after Wentz and Logan Thomas, I ended up with James Washington and Khalil Shakir. Um Shakir, you know, just getting a he's a guy I don't think will start the season, but flashing in camp um definitely has the upside. Tell the people about your team and how you feel about it. So I did a Kyler Murray triple stack with Marquise Brown, Rondell Moore, and 20th round Trey McBride. I have Derek Carr with Darren Waller. I did the two, let's see what, two, six, nine, 
three. Is that is that right? Yeah. So I have Kyler Murray, Derek Carr, Dalvin Cook, DeAndre Swift, Gibson, Rojo, McKinnon, Mark Ingram. Uh, Mark Ingram is I until the until the Saints sign someone or trade for someone, I think he's going to be in the same role he was in last year, which was like actually a pretty valuable fantasy role. Even in the games Kamara was active, he was still playing. Wide and receivers. much better for drafters, like a Mark Ingram on BBM three, not yeah, because he might just drafters. be he might just be dead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Marquise Brown, Chris Godwin, Chris Alave, who I'm starting to get interested in. Um, I'm oh starting yeah, I like to, I'm, I'm starting to just get kind of good vibes about the Saints. Like I was getting really bad vibes about the Saints. My highest before. exposed quarterback is Jameis. I have a ton of Saints. I've been yeah, I'm not long. not getting there on Jameis because Taysom is going to be the quarterback for them. So. <laughs> Uh, hey man, I got that bag too. Yeah. Um, yo, do, do you looking at my screen? Do you still have this little image popped up? Yes. Or yeah. Print screen that. Send it to me in a Twitter DM so I can post this on Twitter, comparing our teams easily. Drafters okay. still working on that. Guys, I'm gonna uh, pull the winner of the Drafters giveaway. Every stream we do on Drafters, will I'll be doing a giveaway for a free ticket. So. I'm going to pull that in the next 10 minutes or so. Still time to enter if you want to check out my Twitter. Uh, Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. Davis, tell the people what they have to look forward to you, um, what you got coming up. Sports Grid Fantasy Football Show will probably be close to three times a week. I did the Zero RB show with Kyle Dvorak this week and did our league winner show with Patrick Corain. Take cast with Brian Hooper. We had a pretty interesting conversation about – how many lifetimes you would need to realize your EV in best ball. Uh, if you're like, like if you're, well, 200. you know, there's really a difference in between doing what you and I are doing, which is all we give a shit about is these big tournaments. Oh, yeah. Right. But there, you could be grinding three man, six man's, you know, every contest uh, that they okay. launch. That you know, question right? to me is always framed in the sense of the, the Millie maker GBP. Yeah. So we, so we talked, we talked about that. It was pretty, it was pretty interesting. Uh, yeah. Someone asking, did Davis take Gronk or Matt Ryan? Not today. Um, All right, guys. That's all we got today. Thanks for tuning in, as always. We'll be back next week. Going to try to do these every Wednesday. Davis and I on Wednesday. And towards the end of the season, Davis and I will rip a BBM3 or multi-table some puppies together. Get back on the uh, underdog grind as well. What if I got a stream idea? I got a stream idea. I got one too. I was going to reach out to you on Twitter about, but tell tell us here live. What if we multi-table drafters, DraftKings, and a BBM3 all at the same time? Let's do it. That's the clickbait we need, man. What's the uh, what's the title? Help me crowdsource the title, guys. You know, Davis and Liam break their brains, or you know, something like that. Drafting. I need you to send me a picture like this. The, the the YouTube thumbnail. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. I'm going to reach out to you about my stream idea too. I think it'll be maybe you, me, and Pat will do it or something like that. But all right, guys, that's all we got today. We'll be back next week. Peace. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Every day, our world gets a little more connected. 
but a little further apart. But then, there are moments that remind us to be more human. Thank you for calling Amica Insurance. Hey, uh, I was just in an accident. Don't worry, we'll get you taken care of. At Amica, we understand that looking out for each other isn't new or groundbreaking. It's human. Amica. Empathy is our best policy.